Hello and welcome to Awaken with The Musical Mentor. I am your host, Sophia, and I will be bringing you the podcast that inspires, empowers, and ignites performers to master their mindset for success. With over 20 years of experience in the industry, I believe that it all starts with your mindset. I am so excited to share my career highs and lows, the truth behind the jazz hands, how to prepare for that all-important audition, but above all, how to enjoy the roller coaster ride that is a performer's life. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button, tell your friends, and let's live an awakened life together. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode two of season two. I hope you are well, and I hope you enjoyed episode one. Well, I say enjoyed, because I did have a lot of people message me saying, oh my gosh, I'm in absolute bits, I can't stop crying, I'm cooking the dinner and I'm crying into my roast potatoes. So apologies if I made you cry, but usually when things make you cry, it's because it resonates with you. And I actually had one friend say that the same thing had happened to her. And it was kind of comforting to hear that somebody else had been going through it in a weird sort of way. And then another friend of mine said, um, this actually made me wake up and go, I need to cancel this. I need to go to a yoga class. I need to take more care of myself. So, you know, within the tears comes the resonation. And it really does, if I've helped anybody, one person to, you know, stop and take care of themselves, then job done. So today's episode I'm going to take you on the journey of the next six months and what that looked like for me and it was a real journey pretty much starting with you know not knowing what was going on was really tough not having any diagnosis not having any understanding of what was happening and still having episodes I was still losing my legs I was still having hot sensations in my chest I would get a sicky feeling and then I'd feel dizzy and then if I didn't sit down my legs would just go and I would then be out for I don't know it could be up to hours if I couldn't get up or the fatigue would just wipe me out and that is the bit that I think out of anything I mean obviously losing the use of your legs is is one thing but the fatigue that struck me when I just did not even expect it was what was so debilitating and I don't know if anybody out there has ever experienced that but it is literally like somebody is sitting on you and you are a dead weight and you just can't get up and it's not being tired it's literally having that heaviness and that's the bit that used to really really kill me because not only did it you know, debilitate me, obviously, my son and my daughter had to watch me go through that. And that's the bit that really hurt me, you know, and Andreas was just amazing. He literally went into help mummy mode and he'd order a Lenny around and, you know, Lenny, go and get the water, get mummy some rice cakes and, you know, get a banana. That was my go-to. Um, And then he would, you know, sit me down, he'd hold my hand and he'd, take me to bed and it was just like this isn't right my six-year-old should not be doing this so you know him 
having to deal with that and and take on that responsibility you know they used to get into bed with me and he used to just say mummy I'm going to lie here with you because I'm worried about you and I just want you to be okay and I was just like no I've got to fight this I have to get myself better not only for me but for my children you know I can't put them through this and it's just one of those things where you go okay, this is my reason for getting better. Like not only because I want to get back to work and I want to be fit and healthy, but I don't want my children to have to see this and I want to be able to run around with them and have the the ability to be able to just go and run around the park, run around the garden, put them to bed. You know, I couldn't even do that. That was the hardest part. They used to have to put each other to bed and it's just like, this isn't fair. So, yeah, the the first time it happened was in Aldi. <laughs> I mean, I laugh about it now, but, yeah, I was doing the shop because, you know, things started going back to sort of normal. I had to take it slowly. Um, I couldn't book in anything. I couldn't go anywhere necessarily, um, you know, out and about on my own for too long. But this day I was feeling strong and I was like, right, let's go to Aldi. And then I remember being at the in the aisle and just feeling that glazed feeling over my eyes and then I got that hot feeling in my chest I felt sick I felt dizzy and lightheaded and then as I was at the conveyor belt trying to put the groceries on the the conveyor belt my legs just went and I was on the phone to my husband going I don't feel so good he's like what's wrong I was like oh and this woman was in the background going are you okay and I just went no and she, you know, pretty much caught me so I didn't fall to the floor. And they had to get a chair and sit me down and take me back to the um to the staff room. Oh god. And then again the kids came and they saw that and it was I mean Eleni was in her element, she was in the staff room <laughs> in the LD. Andreas just came straight to me and was making sure that I was okay. But, you know, it just got me when I least expected it. And that was the debilitating bit. I couldn't plan anything. I couldn't really go to many places or do anything because probably by four o'clock, my battery was like really low. So I was back and forth to the doctors. I actually ended up back in the hospital as well and they were doing more tests on me. And this is where they started to investigate my hormones. The good old perimenopause. And actually, when it first happened, this was the first thing that my mum actually said to me, could it be your hormones? And I had been having troubles um, before that, but I was ignoring it. I, everyone kept saying, you need to go to the doctors, you need to go to the doctors. I was like, yeah, 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 I will, I will. But I just didn't. So, you know, this was my body telling me, mm-hmm, let's go to the doctor, shall we? So they started to investigate that. And that's when because basically they had to do a process of elimination to test all the other things first before they went to my hormones. And so the journey began with that in mind. And since then, I, you know, I was still trying to fight that I was I was okay and I'd get auditions coming through and I'd think, yeah, yeah, I could do it. You know, the weekend before I'd been on the floor and I couldn't walk, but I was still fighting on going, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be just what I need. And it was only... <laughs> when my brother phoned me up and ripped my head off and said what the hell do you think you're doing like how how on earth can you not accept that you're not well and I just was like but I'm fine I'm fine I just got to keep moving and and that was a real 
big um, moment for me because accepting that I wasn't well, that I couldn't go back to work, that I couldn't do the everyday things that I just took for granted was really, really hard, like really hard. And the words that he said to me just smacked me around the face. And he said, you know, that's it. You take on other things. And and I tell you what, why don't you just have an episode while you're driving your kids around and you kill them as well? I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> talk about tough love. But you know what? I needed it. I needed to hear it. I needed the reality check to say to me, come on, this isn't just about you now. And I had to phone my agent and say, I need to pull out because I'm still not well and I have to accept it. And so just take me out of the equation until I give you the green light. So a few things came from that. Um, The first thing was to put out to on social media, because, you know, when you put it out on social media, then it's real (laughs) that I was out of office. And I put a post up and I said, you know, I've not been well, I'm still healing and I need to accept that this is what's going on. And I promise you, the minute I did that, it was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible because it was part of part of a process. You know, it was almost like a grieving process that I went through. And this stage was the acceptance. And then through that... I actually came off of social media for a while. I think it was probably about two or three months. And as much as I love social media, it was the best thing that I ever did. It Because, because I was standing still and I couldn't go and do anything. I couldn't promote my business. I couldn't go to auditions. I couldn't even, I wasn't even going anywhere to really go, oh, look, me and the kids are out and play, because I couldn't do it. It was so liberating that I was just living my life for me and the kids and my husband. And that was it. That was my little circle. I wasn't worried about that I hadn't gone out anywhere or doing anything or wasn't promoting anything. And it was really freeing. And it actually helped me during the, the healing process because watching everybody, as we know, in everyday life, whether you are a performer or not listening to this, the comparison game is huge, like huge. And, you know, I heard an amazing quote a little while ago saying comparison is the thief of joy. And it absolutely is. That was what was happening to me. The tiniest little bit of joy that I would have that day, because I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't wasn't post-worthy. I mean, how ridiculous is that? But it's true. It's how where we all live. It really, really is. Regardless of whether you like to think that that's where you live, we do. And, you know, I, I hated the fact that I hadn't been out. I hadn't done anything, hadn't gone anywhere. And I couldn't, didn't have anything to talk about on social media. And then I'd look at everybody else and they'd be going here and they'd be going there and celebrating this and I was just like, oh, this is really depressing. This is really unfair. And I did the whole, you know, why me? Poor me. And I was just like, this is not healthy. This is not helping the situation. So I didn't come off social media as in I deleted my account or anything. I just took the app off of my phone. And it was incredible. The um, effect it had on me was profound. And sometimes I pick up my phone and I would be like, oh, what did I just pick it up for? What What am I doing? 
Like I haven't got anything to check because I didn't realise how much I would pick up my phone and my finger would just instantly go to Instagram or instantly go to Facebook. And it's like, wow, how have I let that happen? <laughs> but we all have. We all have because it is our world. But what I will say is what it made me realise was I had an unhealthy relationship with it. I was number one, comparing myself to everybody and number two, allowing it to make me feel inadequate. And as we all know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of those things are just a highlight reel of what's really going on. And I didn't even want to share the other side of things. I wasn't even ready to do that. You know, I I wasn't prepared to take pictures of me crying and videos of me crying and then using it for like I didn't want to do that and take my hat off to people who do that you know good on you whatever but that just wasn't where I was and I just wanted to quieten the noise and that's what I had to do and it really helped me because you know when I was standing still and I couldn't go anywhere watching everybody else create new things and get new jobs and take their children to beautiful places. It made me frustrated. So I had to eliminate that from my viewing. And it was honestly such um, a healing thing for me to do. So, you know, if you're ever going through anything like this or feeling a little bit down or desperate or lost, just come off of social media, just for, for even if it's 24 hours and see how that affects you. Because If nothing else, it highlights what that thing does to you when you take it away. It's like when I take the screen time away from the children. I notice a massive difference with them. And sometimes I don't even know how to interact with each other or play their games. You know, we've got a whole toy room dedicated to them with all the games under the sun. But because they've been so used to the screen time, they've forgotten how to even play with them. So it's really important to get your head around what certain things do for you, whether they serve you in the right way or whether they don't. And sometimes just to take that away gives you an indication of whether it is a healthy habit or not. So anyway, I came off of social media and I started my healing journey and that began with therapy. I I mean, I'd called my therapist straight away like probably four days after I'd got out of hospital and we had a call immediately and I went on a journey with her to really get to the bottom of what had happened and it turns out that there was a couple of things that came up with us um one of them was burnout and I was like oh so this is what burnout looks like I mean Burnout can look like many different things to different people, but this is what it looked like for me. And she said it could also be um, adrenal fatigue. And so I started looking into that and looking more into what could help my body. We also looked at the hormonal side of things as well. And then I started to find different approaches. And a friend of mine actually messaged me and said, you know, something similar had happened to her a few years ago and she found reflexology and Reiki and massage. So really kind of going in deeper into holistic approaches and into your body. So 
once I'd started to, you know, understand a little bit of what had actually happened to my body, the neurologist was telling me that I'd had a huge migraine and it had affected my legs. It was still baffling them as to why I couldn't walk, but they carried on those investigations. But when I went to the reflexology and Reiki lady, oh my gosh, things started happening. And she was actually giving me reflexology and she said, your adrenal glands are really blocked. I was like, oh, okay. So everything was kind of matching up at this point on the other side of the the medical side of things because each time I went back to get my results from my the medical side of things everything came back yeah no you're fine yeah yeah, it was everything's great nothing's coming up you haven't got this you haven't got that uh it's just stress so you know just go back and don't be so busy (laughs) I was like great (laughs) thanks for that Uh, any chance you could tell me what that looks like and as I said before everybody just kept on saying to me slow down Sophia slow down and I was like I don't know what that looks like so I had to really go on a journey to figure out what that looked like in my life with the proviso of one day I want to go back to work. I can't not do what I do because number one, I love it too much. And number two, I'm too damn good at it. (laughs) The mentoring and the performing. I was like, you can't take that away from me. That's 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 me. That's who I am. That's what makes me tick. You know, that's my joy. And when I look back at all of this, I think that's what I lost. I totally lost my joy. I totally lost the the fun and the love in the small things. I was so busy looking at the bigger picture. I was so busy looking ahead into the future, wanting to have all these big massive dreams. And, and don't get me wrong, having these big massive dreams are incredible, but I forgot about the now. I forgot about the everyday living, you know, finding the joy in coming home after school and throwing all the the coats and the bags and everything and then finding out how my son's day was and looking at all the hundreds of pictures that my daughter's drawn and you know those are the little joys those are the little things I totally missed because all I was thinking was oh, I've got to get the dinner ready oh, I've got to get the swimming stuff on oh, I must do that And and look, don't get me wrong that's still... It's still there and it doesn't go away. But it's about giving yourself that five, ten minutes just to decompress and go, right, let's have a chat. Let's talk. Let's have a cuddle on the sofa. Like, it doesn't have to be rush, rush, rush all the time. And that's what I was doing. And I was missing all the joy around me. So having the reflexology and the Reiki was a huge turning point for me. I really started to feel like I was making a difference. Things were happening, things were shifting, things were changing. I was feeling lighter, I was feeling more energised. And don't get me wrong, I was still not 100% and I was still back and forth to the doctors. But the Reiki and the reflexology really started to heal me from within, go a bit deeper, understand where I was going wrong in terms of not looking after my body the irony um you know being a a coach of of wellness and and health I wasn't a picture of that and I think that was a huge part of me that didn't want to acknowledge that as well I didn't want to come and talk about it 
because I was embarrassed. I was ashamed that I was trying to teach other people how to have a strong mindset, start the day the right way. And there I was not doing it at all. And actually it had a profound effect on me because I realized when I looked back that I hadn't been making any time for myself. I hadn't been doing my morning routine. I hadn't been doing my evening routine. I was on the go 24-7 and saying yes to everything, but not saying yes to me. And when I stopped and looked at that and went deeper in my therapy and deeper in my reflexology and Reiki sessions, I actually realised how much I hadn't been caring for myself. And it was actually really sad because, you know, I'm all about the self-love, the self-care. And because I had lost sight of me, I forgot to do it. And so, again, that was another thing that I had to process. I had to embrace the fact that I'd lost myself, embrace the fact that I'd been treating myself so badly and say sorry to myself. And I know that sounds really silly, but I did. I had to go through a process of relearning how to be kind to myself, how to give myself a break, how to say no to things and, you know, start putting myself first again. So I'm going to leave it there for today just because there's a lot to process there, not just for you, but for me as well, talking all about it again. And in the next episode, I'm going to talk about something that came up in my therapy session, which was um, the fight or flight mode. And then the next stage was freeze, which was exactly what my body did. And it really started to open up a whole new world of understanding what I had done to my nervous system. So that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed that insight and um, I hope you take something away from it. And if you haven't been kind to yourself lately, if you'd been putting yourself last, then just take heed and know that even if you make one little change to your everyday life, something for you, whether it be getting up a little bit earlier and having that tea that's hot (laughs) and not stone cold, can really make a difference to your everyday living. So I hope you enjoyed today. If you did, then pass it along to a friend, take a screenshot, tag me in at The Musical Mentor and let me know what have been your best takeaways. Have a wonderful day wherever you are listening to this in the world and I look forward to connecting with you very soon. Loads of love. Toodles. Hello, just me. I just wanted to jump in here quickly to remind you about my online digital course, Jumpstart Your Day, The Musical Mentor Way. If you struggle to wake up in the morning full of energy and a zest for life, then this course is for you. It is jam-packed with tools and techniques to kickstart your morning and set yourself up for success. With six easy-to-follow modules, it will take you through eight mindset techniques to help you create your very own morning routine. Use these eight mindset techniques on a daily basis to help and guide you through the ups and downs of being a performer, or you can supersize them on that audition day to help you with that mental warm-up so you walk into that next audition, head held high, shoulders back, and ready to smash it. 
So if this sounds like something that you need, head over to my show notes, click the link and go and take a deeper look into what I have created for you. I truly believe that the key to mastering your mindset for success is starting your day the right way. So come and join me on my DIY digital course, have lifetime access and begin your journey with me. When you purchase this course, you will also unlock a discount to my one-to-one coaching, support and inspiring sessions. So don't delay, go and click on that link, take a deeper look into what I can bring you and come and join me in the world of waking up with purpose, with vigor, with excitement and ready to smash your next audition. I look forward to connecting with you through this course and I really hope you jumpstart your day the Musical Mentor way. Hi, so I have done the course with Sophia and I can honestly say it has completely changed my life. I know that sounds cliche, but I am a totally different person than from when I started. I feel a lot more confident um, in both performing and also within myself. I'm a lot kinder to myself and I'm learning to love myself a bit more as well. Um, So that is all down to Sophia. You all need to give it a go. She is unbelievable. If you are loving this podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave me a rate and review. It just helps us get this podcast out to a wider audience to help more and more performers feel relaxed, feel excited and feel empowered to live an awakened life as a creative. Hop on over to the platform that you listen to this podcast on, leave me a rate and review and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for your love and support. It honestly means the world to me. Have a great day and I'll see you soon. Hello, hello, just me again. Just wanted to say, if you are loving this podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave me a rate and review. It just helps us get this podcast out to a wider audience to help more and more performers feel relaxed, feel excited and feel empowered to live an awakened life as a creative. Hop on over to the platform that you listen to this podcast on, leave me a rate and review, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for your love and support. It honestly means the world to me. Have a great day and I'll see you soon.